Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Rich Polly, and joining me is a very tired Ben Hibbert. Hello. Uh, and I'm not sure how much sleep he's had recently, but he doesn't sleep a lot. Liam Baker. Guten Tag. He's saying German words that he doesn't know what they mean. And uh, yeah, but means... when he says English words, he doesn't know what they mean either. That's true. very true. I'll take that. <laughs> um, I'm probably probably popping in at uh, some point because we're going to be talking about him a little bit is Tim King. Hello there. Hello. Uh, so um, we've missed two weeks. Sorry about that, but I've had a new job. Ben's been busy at work. All sorts of things have been going on in people's personal lives. Um, and basically, we just couldn't make the time uh, for a couple of hours on a on a Monday night to record. So uh, we're back now. Um, don't worry. It wasn't a, a lengthy hiatus for any sinister reason. It was literally just one of those times when, when life caught up with all of us. No, no, so... me and Liam were up to sinister things. Were you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we'll it's okay. I've got the that. bodies. <laughs> Up until that point, I had plausible deniability, but no. <laughs> now I'm screwed too. <laughs> you say that, but it was more the fact that you joined in with us. Shh. It's, okay. it's okay, I'll only get a few months. It's all right, if fate. we did it in Wolverhampton, no one will care, it's just normal behaviour up there. Yeah. It's actually exploded. <laughs> Congratulations, you've got the key to the city for your fifth arson this week. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's a lovely place. Their football team it's plays not. in a very nice coloured shirt. You've met Liam before, haven't you? I have. He's yeah, a lovely Don't play man. for Wolves. I just meant it's not a nice place. <laughs> so, anyway, let's move on to Star Wars <laughs> stuff. A um, couple of things um, to, that, that happened quite a while ago, and we've not had a chance to talk about them. Um, so we're going to talk... Uh, about points. Uh, points came out. We're going to talk about the release articles that have come out um, about Siege of Coruscant, and we're going to talk a little bit about Battle of Yavin because we've all been playing about with uh, with those things as well. Um, we're also going to touch briefly on Exegol, which was the Gold Squadron culmination event um, of their latest online series, um, and anything else really that pops into my head or anybody else's head while we're going through. So. Um, all that Anything done. that pops in my head. L- literally, I mean... You know try, I'm a weird guy, don't you? Try, try, <laughs> try and give Tim an easy editing job to do. So, so, so this I can mean, go out in good time. You know what Liam's like, anyway. <laughs> if anybody ever wonders why Liam doesn't speak very much on the podcast, he does. He speaks an awful lot, actually. But Tim <laughs> just has to carve it out. Whole five-minute sections of Cad Bane fan fiction and that kind of stuff. And he's just he's, sitting laughing. You are all welcome. <laughs> it's my still pu- not my as pu- good as the time Connor just said hello and then goodbye. <laughs> I can I can honestly never unhear some of the things that Liam has said to me, so it's fine. <laughs> um, you enjoyed it. And yeah. to be fair, it's the accent to, that does it. To an extent. To an extent. Right. Um should we start off with Exegol? Get it over yeah. and done with. Uh so first of all, Tim, congratulations. You made cut. Yeah. Again. Again, in the Gold Squadron final thing, um, three out of three, and uh, yeah, what, what, three what times you lost? Was it more, <laughs> more? Hey, this, this was, this was my worst run, and I played uh, Flipster, and he absolutely uh, dumpstered me. So, uh, yeah. Oh, he was using Tie Swarm, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, I mean, like, 
yeah, it was it's just one of those games. Uh, he he flew it well, and when I needed the rubber the green, you know, a bit of dice to go my way, or at least you know just behave. Uh, no, 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 no. Like I think literally, click must have had. I want to say certainly one evade, two focus tokens, a reroll, and still died to. I think a two dice attack. Well, maybe no, maybe it may have been like four Tie Fighters, but only one or two of them were range one. And actually, yeah, so it was like it could he absolutely could die there, but with everything else that was going on, uh, you would have thought with three greens and you know two to three reds that I possibly survive. And yeah, he yeah. just I mean, I think actually he didn't even need all those shots to kill him. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's the problem with three greens. It's the tyranny of three green swings both ways. And then um, when he died, it opened up the perfect channel for him to bank in and then get bullseyes on Obi-Wan and Contrail. And with the, with the crack shots in that list, that was it. Like, Click died without any crack shots being used as well. And I think Obi-Wan died without any crack shots being used. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those games. <laughs> uh, but that was cool. Like um, It was just one of those. I've, I didn't get a chance to play in a qualifier this year. Um and I happened to be on call and a bit bored at home. I thought, why not play some X Wing online? Who actually okay. won it? I don't know. And tabletop Cam it was Cam, it was Cam, it was Cam, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it was Cam. Cam won with um Bobber, Bobber, Rook, and Kanan. Yeah, that's right. Bobber, Rook, and Kanan. Even though he tried his best to lose it by talent rolling Bobber so that he could come in and give up half points. Um, but this is it. He, he, he won the event with old points, therefore it's none and void. Yeah, doesn't count. Yeah. Got as soon as he did that expert. talent roll, I sent him a message on Discord going, "What the? Hey, f- hey, are you doing? <laughs> what the? Hey, hey. <laughs> mark the time, Tim. Oh, mm. <laughs> Very sorry, Tim. Uh, so, um, and he replied, so... he was like, I don't know what you're on about.' And I was like, "Let's talk." <laughs> and I told him he needs to turn that aggressive button off every now and again. Once in a while. Yeah, but, you know, we won anyway, so it meant it was probably the correct choice, right? That's how it works, isn't it? No. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, It was an interesting decision, but um, he managed to, to not die. Um, even though Boba did die, and then it all of a sudden got very squeaky, and Kanan had to survive um, a couple of, like, a late rally to make it very, very close instead of cakewalk so um yeah it was it was more exciting for the viewers um but um, yeah possibly not the best of choices but anyway well done to cam um for for winning that event um also uh, a couple of weeks ago we had the scandinavian world qualifier uh, the weekend just gone yeah, weekend just got. I have seen literally nothing about this other than that it was on and that there was a stream which I didn't have time to watch because I was doing other things over the weekend. Um, did any of you manage to catch it? Yeah, I caught a couple of games. I, I shared the links around. Um, it was uh, Christian Jesperson. Jesperson. Christian Esperson, friend of the podcast, yeah. who's come to the Seth Taker Open, he won it. No, 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 but he he sh- he shared me the links, uh, so I was just credit where credits due. Uh, so uh, he did make cut. Uh, unfortunately, he lost in the first round of cut. Ah, oh, Christian, I'm sad. So, do we know who won it? Uh, I, I can bring it up. 
I can't find the links anywhere. There was an awful lot of Rebel and an awful lot of Empire. From yep. what I saw. Uh, let's see, Sith Taker's Facebook page. Talk amongst yourselves. Right, while Tim's <laughs> doing that. Um, so there is an upcoming, there are some more upcoming Worlds qualifiers. I know Australia got one. Um, bit of a bit of a cock up in the Australian prize support. Um, they're not getting a prize kit for the world's qualifier. Um, so they've kind of had to go out to the community and be like, really? has anybody got any stuff? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, that is and uh, no Nobby was going to, um, so Nobby from the, oh, what's what's his squadron called? Fear, Fearless Gundarks. Oh, I thought it was um, No. No, that's, they're American. They're, they're. Yeah, Midwest America, I think they'll say. Oh, um, so Fearless Gun Darks are the Aussies. Um, he was going to go and stream it, and he messaged them and said, do you want me to stream it? And they said, yeah. And then then they just didn't say anything to him. Whoever it was that's organizing it out there um, hasn't done a great job because he's now got fed up of trying to chase them to give him the information he needs so he can stream it. So he's just going to go and play instead and try and win a world's invite. So... <laughs> Uh, good luck um, to everybody in Australia when they go out. Hopefully, you enjoy your community sourced prizes. My goodness, that's really um, bad. Yeah, um, but the winner will get a flight to uh, America and a hotel paid for. So you know, um, it's a big one, um, and they are getting some some swag. But it makes me a little bit concerned that you know people are going to go to Worlds expecting what previously used to happen at Worlds, where you know. FFG basically went into the warehouse, pulled out everything with an X-Wing logo on it, shoved it on a table and said, yeah, you can win this, just whatever. Plus all this new cool stuff that we've created and designed. Um, and uh, hopefully they're going to turn up with something, but it's um, they've, they've by the looks of it, they've run out of the 2020 COVID years prize support kits. Um, so hopefully they've got something in store for next year. Um, I am... Still keeping the faith that at big events next year we'll be able to get some uh, some cool official prize support. Um, if not, well, we'll just continue to make and run big events with cool prize support ourselves. It's fine. Um, in defense of AMG, I've heard that their computer with their email system on isn't time lockable, and it op only opens for five minutes and every three days. <laughs> Which is why we never get any. Any information out of them? In defense of AMG, I've heard that their computer got struck by lightning during during a sandstorm or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> anyway. Um Tim, have you found that information out about who won the thing yet? I think so. So I basically had to go into uh Longshanks, which is what they used. So if I'm reading this correctly. Is that just cut? Top cut. Da, 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 da. It's quite strange. I quite like it, though. So it looks like round four, which I assume was the final. Yeah. So we had Johan Hofferberg versus Jakob Nielsen. Uh, Empire versus Empire. Uh, I don't know how easy it is to click on these things. No. You can't click on the people's names, can you, to give the lists? So if this is it. If you go down, there's a little bit that has everyone's list separate. Yeah, but it's not it's not TTT, is it? It's not, you know, 
it's not nice. that bad for getting the lists, to be honest, if you just move down the screen. It's like a list of players. Let's have a see. So top eight, we had five Empire, two Rebel, one CIS. So those uh, new points doing well. Now, I wonder if that's anything to do with um, Battle of Yavin as well. Possibly. Possibly. So there we go. Well done, guys. Whoever won the world's trip. Uh, uh, Johan uh, came first. So. Cool. Yeah, well done. Um, Do you know what the winning list was? I'm sure it was like a Darth Vader nonsense. I miss TTO too much. This is it. (laughs) Why why isn't Longshanks got a button that says list? There we go. I can click on the actual names in the thing. Okay, so Johan's list was Ida Versio, Elusive Iron Cannon, uh, Captain Oiken with Ruthless, ISB Slicer, Darth Vader Crew, Agile Gunner, Dauntless Title. Uh, then we had Captain Feroff with some Sister Crew, uh, Vizier with Emperor Palpatine Crew, and one Obsidian Squadron Pilot. What's that? Two Reapers, a, a Decimator, Aiden, and a Generic TIE Fighter. I really like that list. I was looking to buy a new Reaper. <laughs> and a second was Darth Vader Defender with Hate Duke HLC. Uh, Vizier in the uh, Reaper with Emperor Palpatine, Iden Versio with Elusive Iron Cannon again, and two Black Squadron Aces. So similar, but also slightly different at the same time. So a few TIE Fighters with Iden, so that's still popular. Reaper support with Palpatine, still popular. And then it's just the difference of, you know, Vader Defender versus the Decimator. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andreas Carlson made top four. Any other names? A few others there, but um, it seems like it was a, a decent event and it was um, Team Collects, uh, which we've linked on our Facebook page, uh, streamed it on YouTube. So if you want to check, uh, I don't believe there's any commentary on day one because they had problems with the microphone. So it was just table audio, uh, but day two had commentary. Yeah. It was um, no, not many travellers, if any travellers, by the looks of it. So they've um, they've had a, a big uh, big battle of the Nordics. Um, yeah, so yeah for, well I mean, 40, 44 players, but um, yeah, I wasn't aware of anybody travelling over from certainly from the UK. Um, I think you know it's getting a little bit congested with the amount of world's qualifiers there are, yeah. um, and maybe you know. Just wrong time of year, traveling and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, and the um the invites passing down now are chatting to some of the people in America, and they've had loads, and they're getting to the point now where invites are kind of going down outside of the top eight because everybody in the top four has got them, and everybody in the top eight has got them, or only three people in the top eight haven't, so somebody at the top of the um the four and twos or the three and twos or whatever um ends up snagging a world's invite as well because they're always rolling down so um yeah anyway right cool that's that should we talk about points first and then uh, new releases next yeah Um, Yeah. so so points came in a a flurry and a bit of a fanfare the day before i thought to myself i don't think this is going to be a big change and it turns out i think i was right 
because I think that they're going to do a big change when they release Hot Shots in the end of this month. Um, Liam, you were particularly unimpressed with the points. Have you have you been able to to put your thoughts in order over the last couple of weeks to articulate why? So the way the points rolled out, there was a few problem cards that people had, such as chaff and bombers and whatever. So one of my biggest gripes with X-Wing points changes since the start of points changes is the double tap. Yep. It's where they go, everything on this is a problem, so let's up it by two, three, four points. Yep, everything. It's... Up everything by two points. The mad thing is, all they had to do was reduce the loadout of the bombers. Yep. Yeah, so they, they did the same with um with the resistance Y-Wings, which obviously um annoyed me because I've been having fun <laughs> with them. Um, So me personally, I'm upset, but it needed to be done. I'm but also they... a little annoyed because I bought the pack just to try it and never actually got around to it. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they increased the cost. They increased the cost of all of the three-pointers up to four. And they dropped the loadout of every ship by five. Um, and they dropped the cost of the wartime loadout by five to kind of offset it. Um, but now you've got a bunch of ships that were good value at three, probably a bit cheap. Um, but now they're four and they've got a worse loadout. So you can't take all of the stuff that you want to be able to take with them. And you've got better options at four. But it's like, well, why would I bother spending four points on something that can be one-rounded? I'll spend three points on something that can be one-rounded if it gets me board position. Um, and I think it's the same with the bombers. It's the, we'll hit the loadout, we'll hit the cost of the upgrades, um, and we'll hit the cost of the ship as well. Um, and it's just, you know, because chaff went up, um, everything just, you know, they've they've nerfed the slots on some of them as well, haven't they, Liam, on the, the FO bombers? Uh, I haven't looked at the FO bombers since was... since they made the changes. I was a bit uninterested in flying it, to be honest. I think it was I think it was Grudge. I'm just gonna have a look, but they've they've taken some slots off. One of the I'm looking at upgrades, not pilots. That's why I can't find it. And they both they've all got done, but basically the the choice now with the FO bombers is: do you take chaff and bombs, or do you yeah. take mines? Yeah, that's right. Yes, they've they've trimmed the um the bomb slots out. Um, so yes, they've not got enough points. The only one with enough points is Breach. He's got the points and the slots to do the full loadout now, but um, he's a five pointer, or the four pointers have got only like the well, the ones you used to see, Dread and Grudge, have got twelve or fifteen points, which is not enough to do everything that you used to be able to do because the cost of um the cost of upgrades has gone up. Yeah. So, so. obviously with obviously on that was on the back of the double tap issue. My other issue is throughout the meta we saw several boogeymen. So to start off with, it was Rebels with the Rebel Alpha, right? Yeah. Then it moved to FO and imps obviously because Iden was such a problem completely nullifying the uh the rebel alpha well, there was a few things turned up that nullified rebel alpha and Iden was one of them but chaff and whispers not being lockable when they're cloaked and a few other things yeah. so first order kicked rebels out of the meta in a big way um yeah. but then stuff started to turn up that didn't care about being jammed because that was 
the FL play, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the natural progression of the mayor, isn't it? But everyone said that Rebel Alpha was a problem just because of the amount of damage it puts out from the off. But all these points have done is they've looked at Rebel Alpha and gone, yeah, that's fine. They've then looked at FO, some of the scum stuff, a bit like stuff that used chaff, and they've gone, you know what, we don't want this to be as good. We want Rebel Alpha back in the limelight. And they've done everything to improve Rebel Alpha by giving it an extra pack, not messing with any of the loadouts. Some of the negative things, like negative play experience things for me, are trick shot, shattering shot combinations, especially on ordnance. I think proton torps are too cheap because they can be abused by Rebel Alpha. And I'm sitting here going, so not only have I lost a lot of options. Yeah. But things are just going to go back to this Alpha Strike meta. Yeah, so Proton Torps are not cheap. They're 12 points. The problem is that the ships that you really want to be firing Proton Torpedoes have enough loadout to take them. So Wedge and Luke can do nasty things with Proton Torpedoes. And they've got. Yeah, they shouldn't have the loadout um, they do. Yeah. And we'll talk about Battle of Yavin coming up as well, but there are potential issues with some of the ships coming out of Battle of Yavin with everything basically having torps and having action economy to double mod some of them. Um but it's yeah, it's it's interesting that they, they haven't touched the things that were dominant in the first place. They've nerfed they've nerfed the things that appeared that were better than the things that were dominant at the start. Um and if we end up seeing Rebel Alpha coming out again, as as I said, the what the kind of a, the introduction to the segment, this isn't a full points change, right? This I is hope, a little, this is a little really bit of tweaking, not. a little bit of nudging, and we've got Hot Shots and Aces coming out, and that's going to change the dynamic again at the end of this month. And I'm hoping that we actually see a more thorough points change at that. Um, the, the thing that worries me is that I don't know how much play testing this is getting and I don't know how much knee jerk it is and I think it comes back to the the levers that they've got to pull when they do points changes now they've got multiple levers to pull right so they can change slots they can use ban list they can add things to the restricted list the, the thing that the only levers they're pulling at the moment are the big crunchy ones like they're putting things up by in old money 10 points and they're dropping their load out you know, which means they're effectively putting them up by like the equivalent of like 15 points in old money. You know, you, you can't have all of this loadout. No, you're not allowed it. Everything is going up. Um, so, you know, you're seeing lists that were coming in at 20 points or 200 in old money now up to 23 or 24 um, if you try and put stuff on. And that's not even counting for the fact that loadouts have dropped. So, you know, the, the builds aren't legal anymore. Um, so I mean, but we'll see. It's they've got so much that they can do in order to finesse um, ships' abilities, um, or not ships' abilities, but um, the the abilities of lists and and how they're constructed. But they just seem to just keep pulling. They well, we'll bump that by one, and we'll increase its loadout. We'll decrease its loadout, and we'll increase the cost of an upgrade that's seeing too much play. So, you know, things were probably a bit cheap. I think I agree with you, Liam. They didn't need to. They didn't need to do the double tap, but you know, FFG did it as well. 
wreck things. I, yeah, I like when they do like just just crazy points change. I think it's fun. You know, like we've had, give we give, give a give a ship its time in the sun. You know, it's fun. Give a ship that was a ship. No, but yeah. Well, I, not, <laughs> I don't swear on this. It's most crazy, crazy points changes giving a ship its seven. So no, it, it works. You know, you get these. And and that generates lists like, you know, five Nantex, which everybody goes, oh, that's awful for three months. And then it disappears again because yeah. they realize it is. But it yeah, also, you, you know. very rarely see a Nantex. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cynic says, you know, it drives commercial sales, doesn't it? I'm okay um, with that. Well, <laughs> well we've got a warehouse full of them. Quick, make them cheap. <laughs> Another thing in this, like we're getting Battle Yavin Wedge at five points. Yeah. Mm. How is that comparable to an IG? 102 road class starfighter so i think i think the 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 line has been for years not even amg but the line has been for years is that you can't compare points between factions because factions have got different build dynamics but a road class starfighter is around about the same kind of loadout as a kirax or an x-wing or something like that it's in that same ballpark um and wedge at five is cheap um the problem is wedge can't be six because if wedge in battle of yavin was six you would never take him because you'd take other wedge at six who's i6 and has a massive loadout so he's there as a budget option on tops as well yeah um whether yeah his, his new ability doesn't um so you know there's there's a ton of options um as, as it's just the the granularity is something or the lack of granularity in points is something that concerns me but you know it i think it just means that we just don't see certain pilots because you know if you're going to spend five points on something in a given faction you spend it on that you know if you're going to spend five points in first order you buy kylo or whatever you don't buy any of the other five point ships unless you've already got kylo um because what's the point uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm always going to take the best option at any given point, and that means that you know when you're building a rebel list, the first six points that they put in is Luke Skywalker because he can double mod, mod six dice torpedoes. Um, and, you know, it's disgusting, but he can do it. And then the second six points you put in is Wedge, and then you put something in to give Wedge double mods, and then you fill in with something else. And you know, it's not the most interesting or exciting of lists, but it kind of just removes. It doesn't remove options from list building, but if you're playing competitively and you're trying to win tournaments, then you're going to take the optimum pieces in your faction. And, you know, go back to my old favorite of resistance. That basically means flying Ray, Poe, and then a couple of other things. But there's only about half a dozen ships that are actually in a competitive space now um, in in resistance. And it's not a big faction, but I don't think the number is that much bigger for you know, other factions like Republic for a long time, you take Hound in a lat with some combination of upgrades that means that it's hard to kill and it makes the two dice guns hit harder. And then you fill it in with some Jedi and some rerolls and some of this, that and the other thing and upgrades and charge tokens everywhere. But fundamentally, you know, you're seeing the same three or four pilots turning up in pretty much every list. And it's one of the problems, isn't it, that we identified at the start of kind of 2.5 was that it's going to make list building very kind of solvable well this highlights another issue i've got because they said before they're on the stance that they kind of want to get things to the right points and leave it yeah do you think you'd want to play the same game in 18 months time when you're seeing the same lists in and out every week 
I don't it's think that they'll change. ever get it. I don't think they'll ever get it to the right point where they can just leave it. And I think that the members of the X-Wing community that they do listen to will continue to say to them, there are problems. You know, we've we've reduced all of these things, but now these problems have turned up. Another set of problems have turned up. Um, and as long as that's a broad group of people and not a very limited group of people, then they should be getting different voices saying there's a new set of problems that have turned up. The issue would be that if the number of playtesters is as reduced as rumour says it is, that you might end up with something that is a problem, but that the playtesters like doesn't get nerfed as hard as it should do because they say, no, 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 it's fine. There's loads of counterplay to that particular challenge. But who knows? Like, I, do, I have no idea who playtesters are these days. Yeah, it is. With the idea that they think they might be able to get things right, whereas we all understood with the type of game that it is, you can't get it right. You can only make it change. I mean, I, th I, I think if they settle it, and I think I agree with you, I think if they settle the point somewhere, all you'll see is the meta floating between different kind of polarities almost. You know, you'll have right we'll have the rebel alpha period and then people will come in with the counter rebel alpha and then you'll end up playing the meta game where you're playing well what kind of a tournament am i going to what sort of lists are people going to bring and what's big at the moment what's won the last couple right i need to counter build that sort of thing um but it's very much in the the world of the back end of version one where there were five lists that were all really good against a couple of the other ones from that group and those were the five lists that won tournaments um, and it was just, you know, how many other people brought them who got knocked down by the, the weirdness in Swiss, um, who survived through to the cut and then what the matchups were. But anyway, point B. I think it's in danger if they do keep with this philosophy, the game is in danger of becoming very stale because yeah. it doesn't feel like I've got a new meta now and I'm already six months in. And what three weeks since the point change, or two weeks? And I'm sitting here going, right, all the lists I've had are still exactly the same, minus one or two upgrades. Yeah, I don't need to look at this building again for a while, and that's not good in my eyes. Okay, so we've talked about the fact that they didn't change enough or they changed it wrong, but let's talk about what they have changed that was possibly problematic. We've mentioned resistance, we've uh. Y-Wings, we've mentioned First Order Bombers, so they've both been um, double-tapped and are currently lying, bleeding out in the back somewhere. It always reminds me of Zombieland when people talk about double-tapping. Um, you've then got Wumpa and the ISB Jingoists got bumped up from two to three, so you can no longer fit three of them in a six-point gap in a list. You've, you've got to pick two. Um, still pretty good, um, but... Um, they have as well had their loadout values increased, both of them, to five. So they've said, oh, as because we've increased the cost to three, we'll give you some more loadout because we feel sorry for you. So Wampa can take a crack shot now, for example, if he feel, <laughs> feels like it. A bit of other stuff, why not? Um, New Wampa's pretty good. I've not looked at um, Battle of Yavin Wampa. I've no idea what he does. but So he's same ability, yeah. but he's got elusive... And then I can't remember what the upgrade's called, but it, it gives you a chance to get a charge back. I can't find my card. I've had them knocking around. You can get a charge back on a recurring charge out of phase, which means Wampa can turn back on after he's been shot. Yeah. 
Nice. So it's you take it over one per every day of the week. Yeah, definitely. So the other changes when you come down to actually looking through lists is Malarus in the first order TIE Fighter has stayed at three, but the loadout has dropped to four. So now you can take missiles, but not fearless. Not fearless. What was it called? Fanatical. Fanatical. It's a lot of glass. A lot of people just put um, marksmanship on him anyway. Yeah. Well, um, it, yeah, this is the same I was running at the beginning of two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about the Y wings, um, so I'm just scrolling down the list looking for grey bars, um, and mostly the new points were um, just came out around the the, the new packs. Um, two lats, hawk and hound, had their uh, had changes. So hawk. Stayed at five, but loadout dropped to 12, and Hound went up to six, and loadout dropped to 20, which means that you can no longer take Corky, Satine, and Seventh Fleet Gunner on Hound. You have to choose which of the awful things you want to take rather than just having all of them. Um, and I know some people were flying it without all of them anyway, um, but we'll see more variety in which lats are taken now because you, you either pay one point more to get. 20 points of loadout and the ability to do sort of wombo combos um, or you take a five pointer but you've got less room for wombo combos so but, um, and then yeah you look at um, we're into new points territory because of things like Siege of Coruscant it's easy for me to say <laughs> and um, uh, Battle of Yavin you know? uh, end of the month or next month like they're end they're, of it's December because I think end of this month we've got hot shots and aces too. Okay, so I'm uh, just looking at other changes that did happen in points. I forgot about generic upgrades. So R3 and R4 Astromex went up a point each, uh, which means that Culver, Nell, and Poe Dameron and I have choices to make along with a bunch of other ships <laughs> that used to previously just slap an R4 on there because it made the dial better. I'm okay um, with that. It adds a bit of choice to things, doesn't it? It's not just a oh, I've got whatever points left i'll just slap well, that on it. i mean but that's that's what the points should be looking at is those like you say almost like default choices um yeah. you know like i mean i i've been running r4 on my obi-wan um and i run r3 on both of my v-wings so you know it does mean i have to think about you know what choices i want to make so i think that's that's good in a in a meta way so i think some of the upgrade points changes have been quite good but yeah, as you say, that some of some of the ship point changes have been a little bit. They hardly changed any ship. They hardly changed any ships. That's basically the longest. I mean, they've they've made the right changes, I think, to the upgrades. Electro chaff has gone up to nine from five or whatever it was before. Cluster mines and proximity mines have gone up by uh, cluster mines have gone up from five to seven, and prox mines have gone up from six to eight. Um, so. Uh, that's rude. And then Notorious has gone up from two to five, which is correct. It should never have been two. It was wrong at two, and it's good that they've changed it. Um, but that's it. That's it for points changes. It's not new points. So there we are. Um, yeah, any last thoughts on the points changes, or have we all depressed ourselves enough that we won't want to talk about the new stuff? Just tell me the new stuff. All right. Well, bad news, Liam. Starts off with they haven't fully released all the separatist nonsense yet. I know. I was expecting a uh, an article today. There might be one later. It is still lunchtime or whatever in America. But 
Um, so they started off with a bunch of um, a bunch of articles. They started off with some Republic stuff um, for the Siege of Coruscant, uh, part one. But before we go on, it, this is all on one document, isn't it? It's just one long document on the uh, yeah, AMG can, website. Yeah, but you can click on to the, um, the, the header of it. But yeah, there is just one long document on the AMG website. Oh, no, there's not. There's a part one and a part two. So Siege of Coruscant plus part one has got written by Will Schick. Uh, so one thing I'm going to say about these articles is that they're very well-written articles. They talk about the design intent behind the abilities, about why they can do what they can do, what they think about, and they've put some kind of theme behind it. So um, just an example to read out a bit of the separatists one. They say separate lists that have been successful recently tend to focus on the higher cost ships. Django, um, Sunfact, Grievous and Cad Bane have all been present in high performing lists in the summer. The newest version of Count Dooku will fit right in as a high impact ship in similar lists. His pilot ability is the same as his crew upgrade and his multiple effects to help him regenerate force charges and keep the option to use that powerful ability more often. You want to use this ability to change bank results to critical results during attacks, but don't overlook the options of securing a result to trigger malice while you're attacking an unshielded ship, this kind of stuff. Um, so it's actually talking not just about, oh, yeah, here's the stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's actually talking about, you know, they've put some thought into what's happening, why it's happening, how it's happening with the given ships. Um, so I guess we should start talking about separatists. And since we were talking about in Count Dooku, in the Sith Infiltrator, same stats, three force. His pilot ability fundamentally the same as the crew one, um, but it is only during an attack, so you can't use it for bombs or obstacles, which you used to be able to do. Um, uh, if all of your force charges are active, you can spend force, name a result. It's that one. Um, then he's got malice, which is the same, and roiling anger. Start of the engagement phase. If you're in an enemy ship's front arc, you can gain a strain to recover a force. So it's all right. Plus symmetry title, which hasn't changed. Seems good. Will you fly it, Liam? He's initiative five. He is initiative five, but at the same time, when I flew the infiltrator when it first came out, when separatists were first a thing, I just felt like it melted easily. And so I he can cloak. It's hard. To, I mean, you can cloak. I was cloaking the other one, but I think it's hard to keep relevant in a fight. Especially as soon as it gains a stress, it's done. So he used to be able to cloak after he hit, didn't he? But he can't do that now. So when he was hit, you could spend a force to remove a red or blue token, I think. Something like that. Because that was the trick I went for before. So I'd have, I think it was like five vultures or six. I can't remember how many. I'd have Dooku with a tractor beam. You'd shoot Dooku. I'd probably take nothing. I'd then remove the shot. He cloaked, didn't he? No. So what you do? So I would shoot after because I've no longer cloaked. Hit you with a tractor beam. Bring you forward and then hit you with five or six uh, energy shells. Yeah. So he's, he used to be I3. After you defend, if the attacker is in your firing arc, you can spend a force to remove one of your blue or red tokens. Um, after you perform an attack that hits, you can spend a force to perform an action. So that was his old pilot ability. Um, 
so yeah, you were able to do all sorts of shenanigans, basically. You um, could do um, was it instinctive aim where you fire? No, what's the one where you heighten perception? Is it fire at and seven? You, and you yeah. fire at seven, do your thing, and then spend another force and cloak straight away. I mean, there was all sorts of nonsense with this. There was the the double infiltrator list at one point rolling about. That was great was... fun. Duke and Maul with hate and torpedoes, and basically you just nuked things, double tapped things off the board. It was rude, um, but yeah, cool. Um, so that's Duku. Um, the next thing to talk about is contingency protocol on the droids. So there's some droids, and they've got abilities, and every, anybody listening to this has read them. Um, so I'm not going to go <laughs> through all of their abilities. Ugh. Um, but you just hate the Separatists that much, you won't even read. No, they're they're interesting, <laughs> but words they're they've clearly been designed by people who who don't have an editor. Um, so <laughs> contingency protocol: after the ship is destroyed, another friendly ship at range zero to three with contingency protocol may perform an action even while stressed. Um, so actions while stressed are good, um, only triggering when a ship dies. Not so good, especially as they might die after they've. Uh, shot or they might get to take an action after they've no longer useful um what do you think separatists players in the house not me i don't know i'll be honest the network calculate was better but um, people weren't taking network um, calculate they I were just... taking the new thing weren't they oh no they've got network calculate it's yeah independent calculations they've not got yeah oh um, all right cool Oh, so they've got network calculate, yeah. Oh, so they've got network calculate, oh, and they right. get contingency protocol. So they get yeah. to give each other actions when they explode, which they will because they're drunk. And they've all got strut lock override, which is the change from uh, grappling struts. Yeah, and it's obstacles importantly for strut lock override, not um, asteroids. But it's only two charges. So I, I hope we see them, but we we weren't really seeing them already, and I don't know. What if these upgrades makes them better? Um, what's their point? If, if I'm all, if I'm honest with you, I think what's they're all going to be three points. Vultures. Oh, the hyenas are all three. Yeah. There's one for Apart two. One's a four. There's a couple for two points. Hyenas. Oh, there's vultures. Uh, no vultures. Two. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get DFS eighty one and DFS three. Oh no, not DFS three. DFS eighty one hair child prototype. DFS zero eight one. The, the problem with the vultures is they don't have that way of buffering the um, the defense at all, and they do just pop. Yeah, you know, like that... the, the cheap Tie Fighters have got three green dice. Isn't and, there's and a little dude? And, but... There's the little anti anti crit dude, isn't there? Uh, so, yeah, there is also a tactical relay that allows you to add an evade if you spend a calc. Uh, if your opponent says no to that, they get a strain. I can't remember which tactical relay it is there. That was part yeah. of that Dooku nonsense as well, weren't it? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. So I remember K- it. K2B4 <laughs> is the tactical relay. That's all. While a friendly ship at range 0-3 defends, it may spend one calculate token. If it does, one evade result, uh, add one re- evade result, unless the attacker chooses to gain one strain. Yeah, that's him. So they've got options, completely but you useless. are right. Oh, sorry, I was going to say completely useless fact about K2B4. 
he's done in honour of Kobe Bryant. Ah, there you go. Who Wait. isn't very good at flying. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, the, the the problem with these is that it's the the swarm faction, right? And you can't go above um, eight ships now. And the only way to get up to eight ships is by flying seven two-point vultures or six two-point vultures and then a couple of other things. And then you've got the cheap vultures that just explode. Um, so the swarm faction isn't as... Well, there's two swarm factions, really, or there should be two swarm factions, being the Imperials with TIE Fighters and Separatists with Vulture Droids. And the problem that they've that these have got, as you've said, Liam, is that they've got two green dice and all of the abilities in the world. What you're basically hoping here is that somebody dies at a good point so that you can get action, so that you can actually make your attacks then um, punch harder. Um, yeah. So, But then you're kind of... If you're a good droid player, you'll get, you know, four, five, six arcs on a single target, and then your opponent will be trying to make decisions about whether they take f five single modded shots or four double modded shots um, if they nuke one of them off the board. If you're a bad droids player, one of your droids will be sitting somewhere where somebody just goes, I'll just shoot him. <laughs> I'll just shoot that one. That's not going to trigger anything. Um, but it, yeah. It's a difficult position for him to be in. Uh, especially with objectives being a thing now, because you can't fly tightly as a swarm. And although, yes, droids do have access to independent calculations, a two-edge, three-hull shift will still not live, even though it's got two calcs. Yeah. Okay, so I've just realised they... They can't sit on rocks, these ones, either. No, they can't. Samples, well, they have to move. Well, they, they, yeah, they can't stay on it. They can fly onto a rock and then fly off with you know, taking no damage. But yeah, they can't, can't stay on a rock once. Yeah, so the, one of the advantages to the other ones is that if you're playing two of the four scenarios, you can put your, um, your obstacle in a place where your droid can notionally if you're good at it and you practice, sit and capture two obstacles at once. Um, you also, um, you can't, if you land on the rock, you, you can't shoot on it either with yeah. these ones, which is a, a big down point. Oh, it's only, while, it's, you it's only while you're moving and you can yeah. only do it twice. Um, well, we'll see what happens when they release the rest of the, um, the separatists because none of the hyenas are in this. It's all just the vultures. Um, and Dooku, so there might be some other stuff to come in in the next pack. Um, Hot shots and aces. Well, next spoiler. We're just running down the articles in order here, so um, they're going to be jumping about a bit between the Siege of Coruscant and the Hot Shots and Aces. Um, so Imperials, couple of Tie Fighters spoiled. Um, some very exciting stuff coming up with regards to interceptors and X ones, but a couple of tie fires to start off with. Magna Tolvan, uh, regular tie fire stats, um, ability. While you've two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform white actions even while stressed. After you gain a stress token, you may perform a white action if able. So, K turns. Um, so this is a thing where 
After you gain a stress token, you can perform an action, fine. And then you can perform white actions even while stressed. So if you K-turn, you focus evade. So she just flips backwards and forwards. She does the thing where she's single, single token on one or barrel roll focus or whatever. But off a K-turn, you can get two actions, which is neat. Hmm. Um, also, just, just going back to Wampa before, I forgot to add that she does have an extra hole as well. Oh, dirty. So you will never take the standard load. Uh, you will always take standard load out Wampa. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, that's a good TIE fighter. It's I3, so it's going to be, you know, in the same ballpark as the rest of them. Like it's one of those ones where it's got good action economy, though, so it'll probably see its way into some lists. Uh, what was this depends one called, on sorry? That was Mag- Magna Tolvan. Um... There is. She's I three. I think she's P of three. Oh, the hot shots and aces points aren't out yet. Um, Eureka Quell is the other one, also I three. After you fully execute a maneuver, you can acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your bullseye. So free locks. There you go. It's all right. That could be okay, considering yeah. they don't have the um, the uh, lock action anyway. Yeah. It's just so a it's... nice little bonus if you do get it. Yeah, I'll yeah, cool. I've got a bullseye on something. I'll have a lock. I'm double modding my own attack. I don't need to rely on thingy, um, hull runner or whatever, something else or luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think I think they're both handy, and they'll probably mm. find their way into tie swarms. Um, the next one is is particularly interesting because it is a tie interceptor with two force second sister. <laughs> I4, so falling in line with 7th sister and 5th brother. 2nd sister is I4. While you perform an attack after the neutralize result step, if the attack hit, you can spend 2-4. So same as the other Inquisitors. But if you do change all your hit results to crit results, wow. Naughty. It's a Jank Master's dream, this, isn't it? Oh, I mean, this is... You take a mod, if you hit by spending your mods, then you just ruin things well yeah if you got ruthless if she she has a talent slot yeah just and it's an interceptor so it's three greens can just evade as well if you want to Uh, evade force would be really hard to push damage on um yeah a bit like seventh sister and fifth brother but without the cool linked actions anything to have more uh, interceptors on the board i'm happy yeah Although, yeah, bar, bar roller boost after you take a focus anyway. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be good. Bar roll and boost and use your force to mod. Yeah, but you want to have a, you want to have a focus, really, don't you? So that you can save oh, yeah, your force for your crit time. great to do. Oh, I mean, this is going to see, this is going to ruin decimators. It's I'm just glad so it's funny. like initiative four and not anything crazy because that could have yeah. been like a real nba <laughs> oh, four is four's a four is a pretty good spot at the minute yeah, yeah there is stuff at six and five but four is your four is almost the baseline anything below four is in firmly in getting initiative kill territory but four has a chance of actually getting to shoot most turns so um that's nice um do you know eclipse i can hear dale cromwell getting excited from <laughs> Like it's, it's not stopped really for the last two weeks since the article came out. He's been very enthusiastic about this. Um, after you perform over the that Instagram page, I've forgotten what it's called. JunoEclipse.com. <laughs> no, I'm looking now. Carry on. Gonna, you're gonna do a crossover with Liam's Cad Bane fanfic page. 
Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Juno Eclipse, after you perform an action, you may perform a red boost action. So um, other than that horrible point where all tie X1s have on the turn where they have to take a target lock, um, and so they're relying on their three green dice to not die that one turn. Um, yeah, it's good. She can just shift really, really fast. Um, so barrel link to boost or focus link boost or lock link boost. Yeah, if you can get it done. So it's pretty cool. Um, maybe we might actually see her in play as an X1 that isn't Vader or Rexlar. I think you'll probably only see her in a list where someone's already got Vader. Possibly. And that does depend on how much she costs. Um, because again, if she's four and you've got other options at four, um, or she's five and you've got other options at five that are maybe a little bit more attractive than an X1. Um, I don't know. But I mean, I5 is a good spot. Really good spot. Mm. So that one. And then here's the one. Now we've got to give credit to Mike Upton for being quick off the mark with his pun, his pun on this one. But flight leader Ubble. Here comes the Ubble tap after a yeah, friendly ship at range zero to two defends. If it was dealt a damage card, you can perform a bonus attack against the attacker. So it's a tie heavy. So it's got the front, uh, it's got the turret front back arc. Um and it can shoot uh, cannons, and it can shoot missiles normally, and it's got all sorts of things. Um, so basically, yeah, this ship can, uh, if uh, somebody, one of his mates are in 0-2, takes a damage card, so shields don't count, it's like opposite quick draw, um, then gets a double tap, and double taps are good. We know double taps are good. They, you know, That's where the damage comes from. Because attack one strips the token and attack two does the damage. So, yeah, I think we'll see this with that. Um, what's the what's the thing called where they get free tokens if they take a lock? MG targeting whatever. It's um, if you have no green tokens, you can yeah. get two. It's the different config. I can't remember which one it is now. So it's at I five. This is a really really good place for that to go. Yeah. Um, just take a look. It's fine. Yeah. It's a configuration. It's target assist MGK300 as opposed to maneuver assist where you make sure your moves better. Nah. Free tokens, please. Um, so, yeah. Flight leader Ubble ready for the Ubble tap. You're going to hear a lot of that. It's going to be like focuses all around and calculates for everyone. It's going to be here comes the Ubble tap for a week. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it still makes me laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's uh, the, the, like just talking about the article, and it's interesting here. If you damage Ubble, Ubble shoots you back. It, it's like a great piece put in the middle of unshielded Imperial fodder. If you damage Ubble, Ubble shoots you back. If you damage the Tizer on Ubble, Ubble shoots you back. You don't have to do a primary attack. So add a sync laser cannon to Ubble. Onyx leader will fall to concentrated fire, but will go out swinging in a scenario where an opposing wedge lines up to finally finish Ubble off. Don't forget that Ubble will still get the bonus shot after being destroyed. So, yeah. Um, kind of reminding you how to use your ships. This is neat. Um, any thoughts on that Imperial stuff? I think it's pretty good. I think it's solid choices. 
I'm happy that the, the Thai heavy's getting a bit of love, to be honest. Maybe somebody that's not Litten will get played. <laughs> Litten's still great. Yeah, it is. Rerolls are good. Who knew? Given all your ships double mods, <laughs> it's a good thing. I think five's just a bit expensive for her right now. For Litten, yeah. 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 Um, I, I guess the thing is, it depends where they point in. I know we say it a lot, but well, if if it's five or above, we might not see much of it. Yeah, I yeah, with it being I five and it having a double tap ability, it'll probably be five points. Yeah, I see it at five as well. I'd be if it's at four, it'd be ridiculously cheap, far too cheap. And let's talk about things at four being far too cheap with a neat segue onto the <laughs> Battle of Coruscant Republic pack. Um. I like Flying Republic. There are choices here, which basically we talked earlier on about having to make decisions um, and about things that are too efficient being pointed up. They've done the same thing with uh, the points in this pack. So um, it's all been released now. Um, so they've done uh, the arcs have come out. We've got Oddball. Oddball's got a bit of a weird ability now. Um, he's got his old ability where if he does a red action, um, he can uh, choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 and an enemy ship at 0 to 1, and the friendly ship gains a lock on the enemy ship. So it's not him acquiring a lock anymore. He can pass somebody, a friendly mate, can lock the thing he crashes into, basically. It's probably going to trigger a bit more often, though, isn't it? Because the, the bullseye on an arc, it's not exactly the most yeah. manoeuvrable ship, is it? Oh, well, so... You can you can just slam oddball in. Just always dial in fast moves because when you crash into things, you get to um, you get to then take your red focus action, which then triggers your ability. Yeah. Um, and then leaning into that with him being crashed into things a lot, he's got um, selfless. So when another friendly ship at range zero to one defends, he can suffer a crit to cancel a crit. Um, so oddball is being a proper clone. Um, so we might see. Uh, a little bit of him, but he's five points um, at I5, so he is an expensive arc. Um, let's move on to the two not expensive arcs who have been pointed at four. Four points. First of all, I4, Siege of Coruscant, Wolf. Wolf's got the same abilities that he's always had, so at the front he can spend a charge to re-roll an attack dice, and out the back he can recover a charge to roll an extra dice. He's got veteran tail gunner, so he can do it both in one turn. He's got an upgrade confusingly called wolf pack, which is different to other wolf pack. Um, where, where, when you perform an attack, you can spend a lock belonging to a friendly plocoon uh, or a ship with the board for this ability. So any clone uh, from this pack, um, and you can spend their lock to re-roll your attack dice. Um, so another clone takes a lock and you get to spend their lock to reroll your attack dice. So his rear arc shot is modded, his front arc shot is double modded, um, or either of them is double modded. Um, and then he gets a Q7, so he can barrel roll or boost through obstacles with his red barrel roll. He's never going to do that. Stupid. Um, and then the other one, Jag, is an interesting thing because why these are brilliant together is they both are double modding their attacks because jag is after a friendly ship at range zero to two in your side arc performs an attack if you're not strained you can acquire a lock on the defender so wolf shoots something lights it up with his double modded attack then jag acquires a lock and lights it up with a double modded attack 
Um, he's got veteran tail gunner as well. He's got an R4P astromech, which is good because it makes his dial better. And then he's got synchronized console. So after he shoots, um, if he doesn't use his lock, he yeets it to somebody else. Um, gotta love it. And there are four points each, so that's eight points of solid. Yeah, we're going to see that on tables a lot, I think. What's with? I don't know why strained out of all the things. Yeah, it's a bit random. It must be something to do with the um, the mission that it comes with. So there's a lot of strain rules. So they've all got born for this, which is yeah, if you're not strained, it you other ships can spend your focus and evade tokens as if they have them. Um, and uh, if they yeah. do, then you get strained. So there's a lot okay. of you can do one of their jam things a turn, not multiples. And whenever you do one, you get a strain. Um, but, you know, then you get shot at and you're an arc and you've only got one green, so you don't care anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're I'm looking nasty. forward to the arcs being back on the table because they look cool. Yeah, and these are nasty boys. Mm. These... We haven't really seen a lot of them since 2.5 really kicked in, have we? No, a little bit of janky... Janky oddball builds here and there. Not but... seen them doing well. No, I suppose one won the um, uh, London GT. It did world qualifier, yeah. But, um, yeah. Other than that, I've not seen one played. Other than winning the guy a flight to Worlds and some yeah, hotel yeah. accommodation, we've never seen it doing well. No. So one time doesn't mean it's done well, though, does it? <laughs> <laughs> one time at a world's qualifier, and it won. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. But I, I know what you mean. The other stuff was also probably carrying it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very, very strong list with that hind build we've talked about at length. Um, Tim Contrail, I five. He's three points. He's the same cost as build your own Contrail. He's got the same pilot ability to do with ship bearings matching and annoying Jedi, basically. Um, he's got ion limiter override, he's got ion bombs, he's got the Besh uh thing which enables you to spend locks to flip results to hits, and he's got something called a precise astromech, which is amazing because it's got two charges and it says after you perform an action, you can spend a charge to take a red lock action. So you take a focus, you've got focus lock, and then you've got Besh for attack, so you're probably doing two hits, and then you've got focus for defense. What do you think of this boy, Tim? Yeah, I think it's quite interesting because we've um so I've been running mine with proximity mines. Uh and now with proximity mines going up, I'm I'm having to take Connonet or another bomb anyway. So the fact that you're swapping to an iron bomb is actually not terrible at all. Um I think I, I like uh I like all of it really. Um I'm I'm quite interested with the precise astromech. Um It'll probably take Contrail from a bit more of a support piece and occasional hard hitter in my Republic list to a bit more of a just a pure hitting sort of ship. Because um, yeah. I think with the double mod, he he can certainly go around and punch a bit harder. Um, I think I, we were chatting about it beforehand. And I said sometimes the V-Wings do struggle a little bit when they have to choose between focus or target locks. Um, so yeah, why not have both? Um, mm. So my... Republic list has evolved slightly where I'm taking uh build your own oddball with the Sun Fleet Gunner. Um and yep. he he has got synchronized console. Um so what I tend to do, to use with my old co uh, control was to set Obi-Wan up with a lock. 
so he would have synchronized console and be able to pass the target locked Oberon. Whereas I'm going to try the Siege of Coruscant version in the Hexiled uh, Alt Stars event, and then I've got Oberon, um, Oberon, Oddball that can provide Oberon the target lock. So, yeah, I, th I think it's quite interesting. Um, Unlimited overrides nice. Um, you might catch a few people out with that because their one banks are red, so you could do a one bank barrel roll. Yeah, that's neat. Um, or you've got the two and four Ks, uh, and then being able to barrel roll there could be useful as well. Um, but yeah, certainly um, be interesting to give it a go. Yeah, I think there's a real choice um, between this and build your own control. Um, because build your own control, you can obviously put, you know, whatever combo of stuff you want onto him. But precise astromech makes this a real tempting proposition. Um, everything else is just kind of, yeah, okay, cool. It's a V-Wing, but um, that precise astromech, it's well, not an upgrade. The other, thing I was, the other thing I was thinking about is when I was looking at my squad is I didn't want them all to have dedicated, and I didn't want them all to have born for this. So I'm yep. thinking having Contrail with Born for this so that he could then pass a focus token at naught two, and then I've got Oddball and Click um with dedicated, so they'll provide rerolls. Um so it's getting a bit of a balance between those uh, defensive abilities. Yeah, it's interesting. Where we're talking about Contrail as being interesting and, and having a real opportunity to see make it into lists, the click version, I think is just a squib but he's not gonna do anything so he's got the same ability he's gone he's got born for this as well um so he can remove range bonuses once per turn on, on things he's got locked he has an r3 astromech so he can lock two things again standard build then he's got precision iron engines and the esk title the the alpha 3esk title which is the one where if you don't want to do damage you can have a one in eight chance of doing an ion token instead I mean that, that that's the big difference between these two is the fact that he has uh, click hasn't got bash. If yeah. click had bash there, you would take uh, this click probably as well, um, yeah. because it's the same pilot ability, the R three astromech for your two target locks, and and so the way I play it is like sort of turn one, turn two, you lock your own ships, but then later on in the game you tend to have one lock on maybe one of your ships and one lock on an enemy ship. And when click comes to shoot, you can then use that target lock to bash or, or re-roll, depending on what you want to do. So, um, you know, late game click can actually do a fair bit of damage. Um, it's like advanced optics. You know, it is just making those, those like, you know, the advanced optic A-wings just makes them more consistent being able to mod those blank dice into hits. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, not having the best titles, a, a massive difference between these yeah. two. Um, Although he has got one extra shield, just noticed, but I'm not sure if that would still swing it for me. Yeah, it's tempting, but the f it moves your it moves out your half points threshold. But half points is only relevant for one scenario at the minute, so it's um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think you'll see anything. And then we're in a world of um, torrents. Where they all have a bunch of upgrades that give them three dice attacks, and they all cost like four points. So why would you ever take them when you can have an arc instead, um, or a Jedi? They, uh, I just can't ever see them seeing play. Um, kick back I five with diamond boron missiles. Um, he can perform a red lock after he does a barrel roll. Um, but, uh, but you could be strained if you wanted to be white. 
Um, uh, and I, yeah, I just I just can't see anybody ever flying torrents other than people who don't have enough arcs to fill their list up or Jedi. It's just yeah, it's not good. I'm quite um, glad because uh, Jason cannibalized some of mine to modify my ships for me, so I've only got one. <laughs> Sorry, I've got, I've got four. You can have one. <laughs> Use them. Um, so we're just going to skip on to Rebels. So just aware that we've been we've been chatting for quite a while. Um, so um, fan favorite Corrin Horn is back in a T65. He doesn't have force. This is the big thing that we've learned. Um, He's I-5, and his ability is um, after you declare a defender of an attack, if you have a lock on the defender, a friendly ship may transfer their lock token from you to the defender. So turn one, everybody locks Corrin. Um, then later on, Corrin flies in and locks somebody, and everybody else can punt a lock over onto that other ship. So you can get a bunch of lower initiative ships um, with double-modded um, torpedoes uh, with Corrin. It? Very thematic as well, apparently. Isn't that what he did in the books? Someone told me. Someone told know. me that in the books he gets him to track him or something and flies through uh, a, a big ship. I'm not sure 100%, so they can track where the ship is or something. Right. Okay. It sounds cool either way. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, the, the, I know we were talking about earlier, but it just makes that Rebel Alpha a little bit better. Yeah, again. Um... So this is Hot Shot and Aces 2, so we've no idea about points on this stuff. Um, another ship, another A-Wing coming up, Keo Venzi. Um, if you have no So one force doesn't recur. This is somebody who apparently um, was force-sensitive, but they always opted not to admit that they were force-sensitive and always said that they were just uh, lucky or, you know, yeah, that was just by chance kind of stuff. Um, so it's a thematic ability. Um, but a really cool ability on the ship is if you have no active force, after you reveal a bank or turn maneuver, you can increase the difficulty of that maneuver. And if you do, perform it as a side slip and recover a force. So you spend your force to attack. Then you do a two hard, which is blue. You make it white uh, if you want to and then you side slip and you get your force back and then you get your ordinary action as well sounds good i really like side slip it's a it's just a very unique way of moving i think yeah. it's it opens up a lot of weird movement especially with um a wings being able to focus and boost you can really turn around quick yeah like doing a after you reveal a bank or a turn so yeah you can do a white oh wow you can do a white hard turn yeah, make, it, focus make boost. it red. No, you no, because it would be red. Um, is it not blue? Not the one hard, the two hard. Oh, but no, you no, I do mean, a... the two hard. You can literally do the two hard, turn yeah, it white, two, and then focus, hard, boost. focus boost. Yeah, two hard side slip and then focus boost and be in a weird spot. Yeah. It's an I3, though, so it's not like ultimate AC-ness because it is perfect information territory um, because it's an after you reveal a bank, you can choose whether or not to side slip. So, um yeah, it's it's, it's really an Aces high ship. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, there's that one, uh, which is good. And I, another A wing, um, and I can hear the excitement crossed with vague rage of um, <laughs> the internet of Tycho Selchu Selchu Tycho Tycho Tycho. I like what it's you did there with the internet rage. <laughs> rage. <laughs> uh, so in in version one, we used to love this ship because you could end up with a mountain of about seventy eight stress tokens at the end of the game sitting <laughs> next to him. 
because you had rage and his ability, which was that you could take actions while stressed and you could take a stress to make like rage. I can't even remember what it did. Um, like but focus and rerolls or something. Oh, something nonsense. So basically he just like yeeted about the place. He was able to do red maneuvers and everything, like nothing stopped him. And he just, it was amazing. Um, so they've brought him back. His ability now, while you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform actions even while stressed. So there you go. Um, so he gets to K-turn and do actions. Sweet. Um, not as scary as he used to be, but still, you know. Still fun. Yeah, I-5, and he can just, like, spend his entire life just being happy, cheerful, whizzing about the place, like the best of ailings. And here, I am very excited for this one. Liam is, I can hear the fit coming already. Where's Jansen? Where's Jansen? The guy with the peach nose cone from the blockade runner epic ship in version one, um, <laughs> who used to make people get rid of a focus and evade token after he shot at them, now assigns them a jam token. So it's functionally the same ability. Um, after you perform an attack, you can spend a charge to assign the defender one jam token. After you defend, you may spend a charge to assign the attacker one jam token. He's got one charge. And he's, he's I5, really and he's in the T65. And if he's got any loadout at all, he's going to be leading the line on these <laughs> alpha strike lists so that Wedge is punching you with one dice less with his torpedo after you've been jammed. Yeah, it's going to be rude. No, he's, he is really, he's a really good ability, that. Yeah. Liam, how sad are you? Um. Yeah, so sad you can't even speak now. <laughs> His face is full of potato. <laughs> I wish. Um, so, I mean, the the next one we've got a Y wing. Um, Pops Krail. Um, after you choose fully execute a white maneuver, you can choose a friendly ship at range zero to one. If you do, it may perform a focus action. So an I three support Y wing who is just gonna fly along behind somebody and give them. Uh, he's going to put put along to one straight, giving people focus tokens. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> and includes himself as well, which is nice. So he can always yeah. have a focus and then grab locks. So he might be a good place to put sort of your um, APTs and that kind of stuff on. Just dare people to fly in front of you, sort of thing. But at I three, he's. Uh... Or you could take Fen and coordinate at six. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it depends on what this I three Y wing costs. You know, if he's yeah. if he's a cheaper version than Dutch, it, way to power up uh, a night like somebody with a second mod on a torpedo or whatever. Then, yeah, all of the things leaning into even better versions of Rebel Alpha strikes. So, yeah, it's sad because they're coming a bit of a a one note faction, really. Yeah, they really are. Um, but if you take that away from him. They don't have anything else right now. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the rest of the the um, things are things that I think we've already talked about. So we've talked about the Jedi um, information about uh, that's coming out in Coruscant. So Anakin and Obi in their Edas with their slightly different abilities, and Shakti with her slightly different ability. Um, We've talked about the Sigma pilots as well. So, yeah, we've talked about that. So we don't need to go back over all of that again because that was a good few weeks ago. Um, have any of you used any of the Battle of Yavin stuff online or in person? 
Have you have you played about with it yet? I've done the um, the trench run scenario. Mm, was it good? Yeah, it was fun. Um, oh, that's a different answer. Was it good? Oh yeah, no, it was good. I I had fun. I really enjoyed. It. Had a lot. Um, I guess it depends how you take it. It's, I mean, it's it's not like mega serious, is it? You're supposed to be having fun with it. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great. It was great fun. We just it's thirty five point list. Um, you have like different, like then you hold you can hold the rebels can hold one big ship back, which is obviously Han. Yeah, and um, the Imperials have to take three small base ships, and they come on. I think it's turn three. So it's interesting. It's it, it was fun. We 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 made a couple of mistakes, but we had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'd, I'd, I'd play it again. Oh, cool. I mean, I'm coming over tomorrow night, so I might. Um, I'm. I think I'm going to pick up Yavin. So I think I might just pack a whole bunch of X wings. Does it come with card, ship cardboard, and dials, or it does it comes not? with anything that you don't already have? It comes with. So, um, right. So I need all, to pack all dials, the, yeah. and, dials and base jets, dials. basically. Yeah, if it's like Luke, it's five, so it doesn't come with a Luke. But Wedge is um, a five instead of a six, so it does come with a base plate for Wedge. Oh, man, I haven't got enough space in my little drawers to put another <laughs> X-Wing base plate. I'm going to have to move them into a bigger drawer. <laughs> First world problems. Um, yeah, I, I've used Yavin Han in um, just an ordinary game, just playing about with his ability. And it's like he just hits. He just hits because he's got a reroll as long as he's outside of range one of it. His mates and he can still coordinate so there's a, a how good are you at flying your ships and knowing where they're going to be um so that he's always in inside not to two so he can coordinate but outside of not to one so he can re-roll if he wants to i don't think he's as good as proper han um yeah. because he can't take best stand double taps and he doesn't get his full re-roll ability and he's only got four charges but um for a like again, it's another option for rebels to get action economy, um, and you know he's still flying around at i six, and he's a point cheaper. So you know if you're building a list out and you find yourself at twenty one, and you've got Han and a Falcon, one of your options is to just take Yavin Han instead, and you just have to lean on those critical turns and spend your charges as wisely as possible because you could burn to to a turn. You can get rid of them all in in two turns, um, like one on attack and then. Coordinate. coordinate like well you know you attack you hit by using a reroll and a focus and then you coordinate somebody and that's half of your charge is gone um and then you can use it to reroll on defense as well if you haven't managed to take an evade which you should have done because oh i mean the chewbacca is amazing yeah. the, the chewbacca crew on that's amazing you know take an evade get a free focus so you've got your defensive reroll you've got a token to spend anyway and you know uh yeah it's 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 like a really solid build it just doesn't hit as hard as as proper hand, but yeah, he's, um, he's great in the battle you have in though because he he comes on um, at the end of the activation phase, and then you have got to place him beyond range one of their ships, but he shoots at initiative seven the first time he comes out, and he gets a focus for free. Yeah, it's it's the, uh, <laughs> the Yahoo ability. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun actually. Yeah, you're all clear. I mean, it, it's it looks like a scenario where you just look at it and you think, "I'm just going to do movie quotes all night here. I'm going to have a great yeah. time." You just Shadow. go in and throw shit, like throw a shed load of dice, laugh about it, and you don't really care who wins. It is a fun time. Um, cool. We'll play it sometime. 
get it done. Is it on a three by three bat? So it's not on yeah, a bigger yeah. bat, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. But there's like but separate sort of ships. set out areas. Yeah. Um but, so you basically the rebel set up on sort of the, the right hand side. Mm-hmm. The, those sorry, they, they all set up on the right hand side, but it's sort of three quarters of your size, sort of thing. Right. Okay. So you kind of set up in opposite corners, aren't you? Yeah. 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 And then it's like 35 points or something. Yep. So you can fit quite a lot of. When I played, I had. Uh, so I had Han, and then I had Luke, Wedge, Biggs, Garvin, Pops, who else? And Dutch. Okay. So you, you, you're fully like that. That's big. That's big. That's a lot of ship. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then he had like, I think he had three or four of the Interceptors, Vader, and then three TIE Fighters, something like that. So it's quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It's good. Right. I'm looking forward to playing it. I don't know if I'll get around to doing it tomorrow because I'll probably just want to play ordinary games tomorrow, but um, at some point we'll do it. Maybe see if we can stick it into the Sith Taker Open Day 2. Bit. <laughs> but so many options for what we can do day two, like a base team event or Yavin or Siege of Coruscant or, you know, whatever. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, <laughs> which of the cool options shall, shall we go for? Or should we just free up a whole bunch of gaming space and, and do like a prize wall or something you, like that? Have instead? you seen that there's like a, a cardboard trench run for you to go and play? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that on uh, some of the pictures. So. Yeah, it's the kind of thing we're thinking, you know, if we did, because it's, uh, you know, we've got the the whole, you can come and play games in it sort of thing. So rather than trying to do a formal event, is actually just like kind of letting people fire pods doing those kind of trench run games or Coruscant games or, you know, whatever, whatever other, ever other options. Because um, there's there's the, the Fangs Out, is it? Where it's a sm- small side games as well. It's... Um, Hot shots and aces, and then you've also got droid soccer, which we've got the droids you're looking for kits as well. So, a um, bunch of different stuff that you could do. Um, so, anyway, we'll think on it. Um, I think we've run out of things to talk about, other than Tim's team event is coming up. I say the team, Tim's team event, the Sith Taker Squadrons event is at Borden Brum this weekend. 10 teams signed up, Tim, is that right? Yep, yeah. Should be a good day. Thirty players, ten teams. Yep. So, team X Wing is best X Wing. We will talk about it next week, and we will hopefully get some of the winning team to come on and chat about it. Unless it's Tim and Ben, in which case we won't. We'll get who's 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 Tim's not even playing with me anymore. No, I I decided that you know I didn't want to face you know. Coming so hang bo- on, coming what, so I can't play because the wife already had her permission slip in for that week before the event was um, announced, so I missed it. Tim's running it, so Team Snapshots is now Ben plus... Me, Johnny, and Andy Cameron. Okay, and Andy has has proudly never listened to the, to the podcast. He says, I don't like listening to podcasts. I'd rather talk to people about X-Wing than listen to other people talking listens. about it. Do you? Yeah, because he just wants to hear my beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll 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 maybe get a member a member of the team on if we win. That's not Ben, but honestly, I think I'm I'm really jealous that I'm not going to get to be there. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing about it because I do love uh, a bit of Team X Wing. So um, there's a lot of yeah. fun people coming as well. I know Dale's coming up. I think Ollie is on a team with um, uh, Liam, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's me, Adam and Ollie. 
I'm sure. I think is Dom's coming down too. I think as well. Oh, I mean, like D- Dimitris is coming from London. Yeah. There's, there's, and I don't want to start listing the people that are coming because I'll then miss somebody. But I'm pretty sure no, like I'm Steve missing. Bolton's coming up from uh, no down, down, down proper, <laughs> down proper south. Um, <laughs> yeah, tractor yeah. boys. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a fantastic fun room to be in because Team X Wing does just generate more atmosphere, more enjoyment, more fun than than singles. Um, so, um, yeah, really, 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 really hoping that it's a, a great day and that everybody has has a great time. Um, I'm gonna bring my big bucket of hugs again. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not going. <laughs> You're not getting one for people I like. Once enough. Once enough. <laughs> right. Um, have you got anything else you wanted to talk about, Ben? No, but we, do we? Um, we can give Chris's event a shout out as well. Did we mention that yet? Chris's one allies in... of convenience. That's it. I think I think that's happening uh, this Saturday as well, isn't it? Just I'm not sure. I've just seen the link. Yeah, twelve. Obviously, we're we're not competing because it's quite far. <laughs> Cornwall's no, quite far. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. Like, I guess there'll be a few people that may be stuck in the middle that maybe would have had to have chosen. But um, yeah, I don't think we're really fighting over the same place, players. So uh, best of luck to Tin Squadron and everybody taking part in that event. Yeah, um, maybe Chris could try not to let one of his family members win it this time. I mean, there's only 15 people playing, so what's that? It's two, two, 13 two... of them are Burnett. I was about to say, yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's the Burnett and Sean Oakley. That's it. Who's <laughs> <laughs> going? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So good, uh, good luck to everybody uh, in that in that event. Have a good time. Um, Tim, have you anything you wanted to chat about? Um. No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, there's still tickets available for the event in January. Element Games, a Wampa warm up. Uh, still got to get a couple of more people signed up for that to secure the booking. But I think we'll be fine. We should be uh, get those all signed up. Um, I did mine because I'm an adult. At last, I, think... I don't think I've done mine yet. Tim, can't can't me as signed up, Tim, because I am coming, <laughs> even though I haven't bought a ticket yet. It's all good. Um, but no, otherwise, nothing really much for me to say, I don't think. Cool. Um, talking about Sith Taker Open, put the order in with Koga 2 for prize support this time around. So we're definitely running it now, and we'll have prizes to give to people. <laughs> oh, and I saw the card that uh, Vector Squadron Mike Upton's done us. He's done, doing us an awesome Cad Bane card, and now we've just got to figure out who we're giving it away to and how, um, other than everybody but Liam can have one, but not Liam. Um, oh why just because it makes you sad and that sustains me <laughs> I'd like someone to make one with Liam's face on it <laughs> but the same colour eyes big big red Liam eyes oh. and obviously yeah. I'd like him to look sad <laughs> alright Liam instead of, instead of being mean to you Liam have you got anything else you want to chat about can we cut out when he says boarding bro uh, no because it's not shout out time Ben, <laughs> uh, I was thinking. So, obviously, I reached out to a load of people on the forum, on the the Facebook page about other stuff we can do, and I had an idea, and I didn't say anything because I wanted you to all think about it on the spot. But obviously, we've got a plethora of Star Wars films, so I want to know if you could have any Star Wars film. What would it be? I'll go first. Give you a bit of time. But I would love 
a pod racing film. Oh, I see. Oh, you mean like any film that's not already been made? Yeah. Right. Okay. In Star Wars? In Star Wars, yeah. Oh, okay. That's a bit of a weird one because my answer is actually A New Hope because that's why I love Star Wars because to me that was a perfect movie when I was a kid. So I want that movie where the goodies beat the baddies by blowing up the giant death laser thing with spaceships. We could have Back to the Future, but in Star Wars to get rid of that god-awful Johnson film. <laughs> oh, don't don't be starting, because I quite like... Of, of, the three, of the three sequels, I thought that was the best. <laughs> An awful person. It's not saying a lot, but you know what? Um... I'm trying to think, like, of a movie. I think, like, I, I would actually like to just to lean into the I'm a resistance nerd and nothing else. I think, like, some time in the, like, with the Black Squadron, with Poe's um, squadron going off, like, the, the Black Squadron comics, I think, are quite good. Um, and another one is, uh, well, it's basically been turned into the Vader um, as part of Obi-Wan spoilers um, stuff, but a lot of the kind of the menace of Darth Vader when he's at the peak of his dark side kind of power before he starts yeah. getting all wishy-washy liberal. I think that would be really cool. So, Ben doing the dishes again. No, my wife's just come home from work. Is she drunk? No. I mean, she's not allowed to do medicine when she's drunk anymore. Drunk in charge of a cannula. Not after the last time. <laughs> not after that vodka incident. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be quite cool if he did. I, I kind of want to move with, but um, sort of Vader, the the time in between when he first sort of becomes Vader to when we see him as the powerhouse, to see him struggle because some of the comics have um, you see some quite interesting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, I, just I, I had to stop then so that my wife could press the button on the microwave. <laughs> I think I think while while you're on mute when the microwave's in the background, Tim Tim can say his thought. <laughs> Never, he's not got a chance. I think uh, I, I, I there was a competition once where someone said like you know alternate storylines, and I think it was uh, a sort of West Wing esque uh, boss nass um, Gungan political intrigue film. I think that's what I was going for. So. Yeah, what what Gungan, happened? Gungan political intrigue. Yeah, that's nice. it. So uh, yeah, it's it's the it's the years after they obviously win and how uh, you know he's a war hero, but now he's uh, having to run obviously an empire or whatever. But <laughs> to be honest, I'll, I'll watch anything Star Wars. I'm not fussy. Yeah, laser swords and space wizards. It's all good. Yeah, just enjoy it for what it is and don't overthink things and and get yeah. and get wound up when you have uh, you know episodes building storyline. And you know, so, character. Yeah. I mean, I mean, talking about amazing, and we won't talk about it because it's still on. But Cassian, so good. Yeah. Um, and I also really like Tales of the Jedi, the shorts about Dooku and Ahsoka, um, kind of behind the scenes of of stuff that happened. That was really nice as well. So, thoroughly recommend them. Um, in between playing um Marvel Snap, which is basically. <laughs> The most addictive crack app game the world has ever seen. Are we all um, addicted to that? I think so. I've been playing it while we've been doing the podcast. 
I haven't because I know so if I did, I. I'd forget about. <laughs> I'd forget. I've done all my missions today, so I, I, no, I don't need to. But uh, let, let's not get into that because otherwise we'll end up going um, full fly better and ended up having a seven different podcasts, one for each game that we're playing. So are we going to do a Marvel Snap podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we're good enough. <laughs> So, um, all right, cool. Uh, well, thank that was a good one, Liam. Thank you for that. Um, I think we'll a, a couple of next week. Oh, well, that that's good. Um, do them a bit earlier rather than in the middle of wrap up, so we can waffle on for a bit. Um, okay. What do you call the? Um, I like the suggestion of actually talking about strategies for different scenarios because people aren't really talking about that, and I think that's an interesting thing if we identify a list archetype. Um, and then how you would approach a scenario given your list archetype. I've um, got a plan for that next that. time, don't worry. I didn't want to do Fantastic. it this time because I figured we were going to go long anyway. Yeah, and we have. We've gone yes. long. So <laughs> on, on that note, having gone long, uh, shout outs. Liam? Born in Brum, G-Unit, uh, the Berrybrook Farm for letting me take some goose fat roasties home. And... <laughs> Anyone coming to the Sith Taker Squadron event on Saturday? Cool. Uh, Tim? No, nothing from me. Oh, Tim doesn't like anybody enough to shout them out. <laughs> I thought we were doing shout outs already, but never mind. Uh, we ben? Do shout outs. But, but, but we, did, we did anything else you want to talk about. Now we're doing shout outs. And the shout out, uh, Andy Cameron and uh, Johnny as well. Because we already did. So let's uh, talk no, but I'm extra more. shouting them out because oh, they're, okay. they're my team boys. They're my home slicers. <laughs> All right. Nothing else for me. Watch so... your backs, everyone else. We're coming for you. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, it's goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Ben. Bye. Still coming Good- for you. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. That's goodbye from me. Night-night. Night-night. Night-night.